Yo, what up, what up, what up, what up, what up, what up, what's good with it? Welcome back to another episode of Let's Talk Fam. Let's Talk Fam. How you doing? You know, all is well. All is well. Yeah. Full week. Life is busy. Life is busy. Yeah. But life is good. Life is good. How do you define busy though? I mean, we talked about this before, but like, like how do you find in this week where it's very busy? How do you, how are you staying grounded so that you don't feel like, Oh, take it. Yeah. How you feeling grounded? Just take a chunk at a time, not being overwhelmed by everything that's on the schedule. So you Mm -hmm. just chunk it out at a time. So Mm -hmm. even if I have multiple trainings in one day or Mm -hmm. multiple meetings, you know, just looking at what time are those meetings. So just taking it in chunks mm. and we're in a, you know, day by day, mm. not, oh, this is all I have this week. It's just mm. day by day because mm. I can only be accountable for one day. Mm. That's it. No, that's real. Yeah. Okay. Give me like the day. Like, like okay, if, you, if, if you're in a moment, just say somebody is listening to this <laughs> and they're in a moment where their day is very, very full. You know, one of the things I've been working on is not saying I'm busy, mm-hmm. you know, but full. Because people ask me, like, no, I'm very busy. You know, <laughs> like, life is busy. But I don't want people to feel like, yo, I don't got time to talk to you or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, or, or, or whatnot. It just feels weird to me. But say somebody is having a full day. Coworker, child, <laughs> themselves, partner, spouse, whatever. It's like in their ear, emotionally. In their emotional, metaphorical ear. Uh, and they're just like, it's very loud. Mm-hmm. Like, how do they get to the quiet where it feels like, okay, you're at peace? Oh, you have to take that moment to yeah. recharge. Yeah. And oftentimes it is a five-minute recharging, right? So mm-hmm. um, if you have a very busy or overwhelming day, finding the time. Mm-hmm. Not fitting it, but just finding that time. Like mm-hmm. looking at your calendar just saying, hey, let me just step. Mm. out for a moment and take a breather mm. and whether that is just woosawing mm. you know whether that is um, listening to something on that calm app mm. you know um, or just breathing through it maybe you read scripture mm. this morning mm-hmm. let's go back and meditate mm. on the scripture that you read mm-hmm. um, find some solace somewhere mm. Yeah, mm. you gotta allow yourself to feel you have to allow yourself to feel yeah because remember, I think oftentimes we are, we feel like we're human robots. Because hmm. we feel like we just, like the Energizer Bunny, that yeah. bunny, right? Yeah. We have to just keep going and going and going. Yeah. And we weren't designed to do that. We yeah. were not because eventually um, we will, as batteries eventually die, yeah. so do we, right? And yeah. our energy um, begins to weaken. Mm-hmm. And then how do we get that recharged? Mm-hmm. And if we were supposed to have more than 24 hours in one day mm. god would have designed it that way mm. that's real didn't. that's real yeah you know i actually have been listening i might have said this before uh but this book has been feeding my soul lately <laughs> as a writer and as a minister it has really generated a sort of openness um to life almost that that i feel is like really good right now in this moment like I feel like there's a, a, a sort of like curiosity that I'm leaning into about, okay, what am I feeling? What am I thinking? Mm-hmm. Given this life context that I'm in, like how can I pay particular attention to where I'm at right now and what Dante wants? Um, Which is good. Yeah, it is actually very good. It's scary though. I ain't gonna lie. Why? Um, because I feel like I haven't given myself, and I was actually telling my wife this uh, a few days ago, like I don't think I've ever given myself 
the permission to say no mm-hmm. to other people enough to find out how I want to say yes to myself. Mm-hmm. So like my feelings have been subservient to other people's will mm-hmm. well, for good or for ill, you know? And I don't know, that might've been like breeded as a youngin, you know, where, where like, the church I grew up in was like, you know, you serve Christ, you know, you serve the Lord with all your heart, you know, or it might've been various traumas I've experienced where it's like mm-hmm. compensation or coping where oftentimes for many of us, could dependency, like, yeah, cope, yeah, yeah. yeah. It so could I, be a coping mechanism. Yeah. But then I also think to your point, um, how do we raise our children? Do we raise our children to be busy? Mm. Right. Because mm. we, we don't want them to be in trouble. Mm-hmm. So we, um, register them or sign them up or have them in all of these extracurricular activities. Mm. So they are playing football, basketball, <laughs> cheerleading, they have gymnastics, then they still have to come to church. Mm. You still have Bible study, yep, right? Facts. You still got Sunday school, you still got sun, you know, so and things that are going on. So do we, because you just said, where did you learn, you know, to continue going and not saying no to things or people? Mm. But have we created this? Have we taught our children? to be busy, to have this sense of busyness where if you say no to something, mm. um, that is wrong. Right. Mm. And I think, um, what's his name? Torrey Roberts. Yeah. Our yes is expensive. Yeah. Right. You think about it. Um, because if we have been praying and asking yeah. God for things, yeah. and if we continue to say yes to everybody, right. When God presents that opportunity to us, mm. it's going to cost us if we don't have the time oh. or if we're not ready for it that's real. because we failed to say no to some things that we just should have oh, because we have been conditioned mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. to just keep going mm-hmm. and not to say no, mm-hmm. right? And that can mess with our emotional oh. intelligence. Oh, that's facts. <laughs> actually, I yo, I actually talked to Teray last Friday. Oh. Good dude. Oh. Incredible guy, actually. Oh. Funny dude. Uh, and, uh, we were actually talking about spirituality. Mm. Um, and we were just talking about, you know, he has these kind of three things that really resonate with him is like wholeness, uh, balance and mm-hmm. be, becoming soul aware. Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel like as I've Something been reading, we don't talk a lot about is soul awareness. Oh, facts. Nah, mm-hmm. nah, 100. And, and back to the book that I've been reading, which goes into this and emotions. Mm-hmm. I'm mean, really what I want to talk about, really like the church emotions, emotional intelligence, you know, <laughs> and, 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 and the likes and how we kind of like reach that point of like mm-hmm. what, um, that, that, that famous teacher, I think her name is, um, Tara Brock, uh, if I'm Brock. I think that's her name where she talks about radical acceptance. Mm. So I've been reading <clears throat> Rick Rubin's book, the creative act, a way of being. And so it has been reminding me to like, okay, not put so much pressure on myself. Oh, yeah. uh, so much pressure to like be accepted in the eyes of other people. Mm. So much pressure to perform for other people. Mm. So much pressure to show up in the world based on what other people's idea of what, you know, for us, the reverend mm-hmm. is supposed to be or the pastor, the minister, the singer, whatever, you know, trying to wrestle through all that remaining open to say, oh, you know, like, what do I think? What do I want? Um, and, and as you talked about the rate, it reminded me of like, yo, yeah, wholeness is, as he said, you know, about the way we relate to ourselves. Mm. Like soul aware is like 
how we're in, ta- in tuned in, like, like the deepest longing that we actually want for us. What does our soul desire? Right. What do we want? And like balance as like the moment where you're at peace and your soul, your body, your mind, your life is satisfied. Right. And you don't need all that. All that other stuff. Yeah. And I, I wonder what would happen if we spent half of the amount of time considering what God really wants, right? Versus us trying to appease or please other people. Um, because I don't often hear us say that we are doing, we will say yes to other people before we say yes to God. My, 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 my. All right. You just came right <laughs> on my neighbor, right into my neighborhood, kicked down my door and sat on my couch. Didn't you? I'm just saying. That is real. Like we know we need quiet time. We know yeah. we need to spend time with them, whether we're reading, we're meditating or whatever. Um, but we often will not schedule or keep our appointments with God. Mm. But if we have another appointment oh, that's on facts. our calendar, facts. we are going to show up. That's real. And I do believe oftentimes um, that's why we feel overwhelmed. Mm. Right. That's why it's hard for us to say no. Um, because we don't allow um, or allow ourselves to have that soul care, mm. honestly, this soul awareness, because he, God, Holy Spirit, helps us when we spend time with him in his word. Mm. Um, we're, we're studying discipleship in one of our small groups, mm. and the first book is The Disciples Cross, and it's really and truly to get all of us or the participants um, to either deepen their relationship with God or to enhance what they already have. And one of the components of it is like spending time with him, but then living in the word. Interesting as we are living in the word, um, when we live in it, we're reading it. God oftentimes will prepare us mm. for the thing that's coming. He'll let us know this is going to come up, right? Mm. You may need to decline that. Mm. But oftentimes because we just don't spend that time, right? We don't, we're, we're, mm we get lost. So it's hard for mm. us to say, no, we're saying mm. yes to everything. So when God wants us to do something, mm. it cost us the yes to him because we kept saying yes to everybody else. Mm. And then it costs us our emotional intelligence too. We're mm. drained. Oh, that's real. Right. We're not even, we're, we're agitated with everybody. Mm-hmm. Right. Triggers. We don't even know what triggers us. Right. Mm-hmm. We're not even aware of our own emotional mm-hmm. intelligence. So therefore mm-hmm. our relationships suffer mm-hmm. because of our own unawareness of our own emotions. Mm-hmm. Right. Does that make sense? No, no, that yeah. makes perfect sense for real. Um, that makes actual perfect sense to me, especially as I think about you, we've said like words like emotions mm-hmm. and triggers and emotional intelligence or wholeness or we've said words like you know balance or mm. uh, whatever you, and, and harmony like, yeah harmony <laughs> and and things like that and completeness like i feel like these are words that should be at the heart of who we are you know the heart of the way we approach every single day mm. um but the fact of the matter is it's very hard to like be aware of those things because 
our lives are actually what what's actually in front of us are way more pressing than than like God feels. I agree. Like like God feels like if you know God feels like out there mm-hmm. or over there or right here, and and not like within you know the in, within the midst. And in some sense, sometimes God is not. That's just a fact. Sometimes, okay. sometimes like kind of like you know sometimes man the conduit is not always like the the kind of interior feeling of like god's presence mm. but sometimes it's like little reminders little. along the way along the way so like i i said this the next now shout out to pg he probably gonna give me a text to preach but i said <laughs> you <laughs> i said the next time i preach at tabernacle i want two things uh, oh, what not? Shout out to PG. Uh, he probably ain't going to let this happen. <laughs> <laughs> but I said the next time I preach at Tabernacle, I want two things. Number one, I want to preach at the 1030 service. Like, yeah. I, I want to I preach at, like, Maine. Because I the, just a pulpit. I, I want to preach at 715, too. 1030 is a beast. I love the pulpit. I love the pulpit. Absolutely. Like, like I love Maine and things like that. So I joke with it. Like, hey, PG, well, I, let me preach at Maine. Number okay. two, you got to be in the building. Uh, mm. So I want him here because I I want to be able to close my sermon and have him tap me on my shoulder, <laughs> <laughs> you know, and me and Yolanda get a picture of me and PG tapping. Hey, I'm gonna hand PG my phone like PG grab my phone. <laughs> I can't. <laughs> and then the second and the third thing is, you know, I want to preach this text uh, that that God has like really gripped my heart with over the last mm-hmm. two years. With it's in First Samuel. Uh, chapter 10 when Samuel is a uh, when Saul is anointed yeah. by Samuel um and 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 in that text the story is is an absolute amazing amazing story so there is the anointing the transfer mm-hmm. the affirmation mm-hmm. that happens to Saul through the hands of Samuel he anoints mm-hmm. him he kisses him now he tells him like you're going to have to go out and do some things you know as little reminders of who mm-hmm. you are so so mm-hmm. first thing in your journey is you got to go you know to 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 Rachel's tomb so mm-hmm. got to go to Rachel's tomb you you already been anointed i already say that god has his hands on your life you got to go to Rachel's tomb so you got to go back right. to some things maybe you got to go back and deal with some stuff maybe you mm-hmm. got to go back uh to people who came before you so you okay. kind of know where you're going but then he told him you know you're going to go to the oak at Tabor yeah. There are going to be some people that come to your life. And this is the question I love that they ask him. He said, they're going to come people in your life that you're going to meet at the Oak at Tabor at the tree. And they're going to give you things. Number two, two things they're going to give you. They're going to give you some food. Mm-hmm. And number two, they're going to give you some words. Mm-hmm. And the words are going to be this. How are you doing? Mm-hmm. And then after you've gone a little bit further, <laughs> you know, some of us in our life, you know, as we, we, we may be those people, oh, mm-hmm. let me start my emotional journey. Mm-hmm. Let me go to therapy. Let me, let, me, let me go get inside of this ministry. Let me start that thing. So it feels exciting. The anointing feels exciting right. when you're in proximity to the person who transfers and yeah. affirms that anointing. Yeah. But it gets a little bit harder when you got to travel a little bit further. Right. You got to go to some things. You got to go some places mm-hmm. and things like that. You know, but, you know, there, there are people who are going to ask you, you know, how you doing? How, how you, you doing? doing? How you mm-hmm. doing? But then the Bible says that you have to go a little bit further. Right. You're going to meet some people along the way. And they're going to be doing things that are a little bit different than the way yeah. you do it. But what's going to happen is what they're doing is actually going to change you. Mm. So you're going to have to sometimes reinvent, mm-hmm. reimagine these things. You know, but then after all these things happen, 
you'll know that God has done it. And now you can do whatever you want to do because mm-hmm. you've gone through this process of the anointing. So I'm like, you know, I want to preach that you thing. When God it. gets a hold of your life. My, Lord. my, my, my. You already wrote it. Oh, that thing written in my heart. Okay. It's, written, it's written in my heart, but I'm back. But the, 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 the thing, the, no, the most important point beyond the jokes and the laughing <laughs> is that like, yo, so many of us oftentimes forget that the anointing oil does dry up. Mm. It does. My Lord. Some of us forget that. You know, been in church and prayed. My God. Service happened. Now the spark is out. Mm-hmm. Like, it's done for a moment, for a season. Mm-hmm. And now you got to make the courageous decision to step into some places and into some people's lives and into some, some things. Wow. It's going to make you have to deal with how hard the journey of the anointing and the calling actually is. So... It's a high cost, sometimes a low reward. Yasin Bey said, most deaf. He says, it's sometimes mm-hmm. a high cost and no reward. Mm-hmm. But you do the thing because you love it. Because you love it. And you believe in it. Yeah. So if you're in the ministry right now, and that anointing one is drying mm-hmm. up, you're showing up. You do it because you love it. You're preaching right now. Mm-hmm. If you're leading. If you're a parent. And you love him. Yes, and you love him. And you love God. And you right. love God. Yes. Sometimes that thing dry up. Right. And you can't like smell it in your nose. Mm. You got to find a way to sense it in your heart. Absolutely. You can't see it. You can't smell it. You got to be like, oh, I'm going to deal with some stuff because God has a calling on my life. Because God has a calling on I'm my gonna life. I'm going to endure. I'm going to keep right. walking a little bit further. Yeah, because we, it never said it would be easy, right? Never said that we were going to always have applause, mm. right? Mm. Um, and the spirit just doesn't dwell always mm-hmm. with us, right? Mm-hmm. So even when that happens, and I, Pastor Goodman says it all the time, mm-hmm. even when we cannot trace God's hand, mm-hmm. we have to trust his heart, Yes, right? So even when the, the anointing or the oil dries up, we still have to continue to trust God's heart. Um, and we know that what, what does that do for us continues to develop our character, Mm. right? Um, continues to deepen our relationship. Let's be honest, continues to help keep us sane. That's real. In an insane world. Yes. It continues to help us to remain sane. Um, and to remind us that we are human. Yes. Because sometimes we seem to think that we're not, right? Mm-hmm. Because we do have this oil. We do have this anointing. And that we're going to always be on this mountaintop, always yeah. be on this high. Um, but have, we just realize that there will be lows. Yes. And even in those times, thank God for Jesus, yes. right? Thank God for God, mm. for being sovereign, for knowing every single thing. Um to help us stay sane mm. and just to continue to trust his heart when we can't trust anything else, even when the oil mm. dries up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Trust God. Trust God. And it's a process. It's a reason. It's a test process, whatever we want to call it. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, he wants to find us faithful. Yes. 
in whatever we're doing. Yeah. So if that's you listening, first of all, we hope you enjoyed this moment. Yes, do be this good. this was be, good. I, yeah, you I, go this, deep, this deep on me sometimes, dude. I don't be. Th- yeah, you do. But it's okay. I try to hang in there. Come with on, you. no, but right, you got you got you, the sauce. You, you got young, the oil. Your oil ain't dried up yet. Look, you that young intellect. Nah, you, you're, your oil ain't dried up yet. You got the oil. You're like oil, like Reggie Sharp, Reggie Sharp and uh, his wife. Mm, you oily. Look, you oily. I'm I'm very basic, and I'm I'm okay with being very basic and simple, because God's word is simple. Oh, that's fact. Now yeah. you're making me feel bad. No, I'm not. Yes, you are. Nuh-uh. Yes, you are. He, listen, he created us different. How Come about on, that? listeners. Come on, listeners. <laughs> Come on, listeners. <laughs> well, we hope y'all enjoyed that uh, and felt that. And remember, you know, there are a lot of things. You know, we have to feel what we feel. We have to feel what we feel. You know, you have to, you know, pursue Christ. Mm-hmm. Yes. And pursue what you actually feel. Because those yeah. things work together. Absolutely. And, you know, when you can't trace God's hand, trace trust God's heart, heart, you know, when the oil dry up, you can't see it with your, with your, mm-hmm. with your eyes. Remember when that kid is screaming this week, mm. you know, when you get that news mm. uh, of the terrible diagnosis, mm. when your venture that you have put so much time into Mm. gets the door closed in your face <laughs> when you preach this sermon mm. and it just don't hit mm. and it feels like it, it to you it feels like what am I doing here mm. when you are on the application and it feels like yo what am I even doing this for mm-hmm. when when you are in the semester you don't know how you're going to pay for it when you're on your job and you're wondering how am I going to make it to Friday? I want you to remember that there's still oil mm. over your life and you can trust it. Mm. That's good. That's good. And get your jars out. Get your jars. Mm-hmm. Oh, yes. Be ready. Be ready. Be ready. But right. Yeah. I ain't gonna let you let a comment down. <laughs> Talk about you deep. You, yeah, you, you deep. Nah, okay, nah, <laughs> nah, nah. We simple. I'm trying to be simple over here. See, now you're making me insecure. That's a whole nother Come topic. On. How about All that? right, next time. We're next gonna talk time. about insecurity. <laughs> insecurity. Boat right, Reverend Boat right, making us insecure. Bless God. Bless the Lord. Where the oil at? We need the oil right now. <laughs>